guys, we are back at it again with Dr. You know what I noticed, Ashley? I never really refer to you as like, hey, it's Dr. Hovez. I'm just like, no hey, respect. <laughs> Put respect on my name. R E S V E C T. Find out what it means to me. No, um, anyways, so we're back at it. Uh, Ashley's going to start. Are you, Okay, wait, time out. You are already um, working with new patients, right? I mean, you're not new patients. You're working with patients, emergencies and stuff, right? We, I, we've been working on emergencies this whole time, but we are reopening our practice for elective procedures on Monday, June 1st. What do you mean by that? Like reopening? Reopening, like actually seeing hygiene, actually doing, you know, fills and crowns. Yeah, because I, I, I was watching yeah. like your... I was watching your face, uh, not your face, but your Instagram, like maybe like a couple of weeks ago. And I noticed like, okay, you're already in your practice working. Right. But yeah. then you, you made a post, like a video saying like, we're going to reopen June 1st. And I'm like, what were you doing before then? So now it's, <laughs> how do you word that to the community or how'd you word that to the, to your patients? Like to let them know, like, Hey, we're reopening. Yeah, we, um, so these weeks we've just been focused on team training. So I'm sure if you listen to previous episodes, you know that I hired, I hired a bunch of people all, all within like three months of our shutdown, maybe even less. Like our hygienist, she had only worked one month before we were shut down. So we use this opportunity to really just collaborate and calibrate as a team. Um, and I had no idea how long it was going to take to even get my office up and running. Like, cause you know, when you, when you shut down, you, things go stagnant and we, we shocked the water lines to make sure there were no bacterial colonies living in there. Mm. Um, I bought a ton of stuff. Like I, t- I can't even tell you how much money I've spent. Like it's, it's just ridiculous. Just on air filters alone, I spent like almost 10 grand. Um, Can you give yeah. me a range of everything, like of how much you've spent? Don't say zero to like a thousand or a yeah. hundred thousand, but like a good range. But, and what was it you spent money on? Yeah. Okay. So um, the filters were about 10 grand. I bought, um, I bought a fogger, a ULV and ultra, low volume yeah ultra low volume cold fogger um to to sterilize our our operatories in our office um i bought a hypochlorous acid generator um i bought so much ppe like so it's crazy right because the ppe there the shortage is insane so because there's the shortage and because everything is back ordered you have no idea when you're going to get all of these shipments in. So what ends up happening is you are ordering from multiple locations just to see what will actually get to your office the fastest. So a lot of my money was spent like just tied up in different websites trying to get respirators, N95s, gowns, face masks. Oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how many different companies I have ordered a face shield from because I have extended loops. My loops are four and a half times magnification and then I have a headlight. So it's about three and a half inches off my face and the standard face shield doesn't cover that. It, it hits my light or it hits my loops or both. So Mm -hmm. 
that's been a process and everything else was back ordered. Where, where'd um, you, where'd you find that at? Like, where'd you order uh, that? I ended up from? ordering from ultralight optics, those visors that they had. And, and then I have a, a, a large team. So I have an EF2, three hygienists, and then, um, and then I just hired a couple associates. Uh, more about that. A <laughs> couple? I saw like, More than um, one? Hold on. We, well, like one is only part-time. One's only part-time and one's actually still in dental school. So um, I know I have so much to catch you okay, up okay, on. Okay. okay, okay, okay. So what, what, what was I saying? PPE, so just PPE. a lot of PPE. Um, what else have I ordered? Like custom sneeze guards that are going up for my front office. And do you know that I don't have a washer and dryer in my, in my office? Well, mm-hmm. my team, like I wanted my team to feel comfortable and not have to worry about bringing home soiled, contaminated scrubs. So we ended up making a shed. Well, I, I ended up signing my, my, um, my contractor's quote. So to get this, Michael, to build a shed in my backyard, you, you know how small my backyard is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's a custom shed. They have to put all the, like the gas, the electric, it, it's going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to house the washer and dryer. It is almost $12,000. Shut, shut up. Go to I Costco. Buy a car. Go to Costco. Car. They have a shed there for 800 bucks. I looked, I was there like a week ago. It's huge. The shed, dude, just do that. Like why? What is the shared like air condition? Is it a tiny home? What is it? <laughs> it's it's my it's my mini mansion. Um, so so we're actually gonna start a new podcast series. It's gonna be called the Making of Smiling Co. Junior. <laughs> I'm gonna document the whole process, guys. <laughs> Ground up construction for my shed. It's my freaking shed. Oh my gosh. It's me. It's me. <laughs> That's where I'm gonna be. Wow, we're gonna build a whole Facebook community. (laughs) Oh my gosh, all the mistakes that I've made. Gosh, why didn't I not put a freaking washer and dryer in my original? I was like, oh, I don't need a washer and dryer. Why would I need a washer and dryer? Holy crap! Why would I not need a washer and dryer? Let me ask you though have have your have they complained your employees about that? They didn't feel comfortable because all of them came from offices where laundry services were provided, apparently. Like, oh, crap. Well, uh, yeah, do true. you have Serona chairs at that other <laughs> office? <laughs> do, do you have cookies? And a cappuccino maker? <laughs> Dude, I know. Like, wow. priorities. <laughs> Man. But is that the, is that the, like, the cheapest not the cheapest, but like the, can you go lower than 12000 So my contractor even went to Tough Shed. It has to be a custom dimension because, uh, okay, nobody, okay, if you're listening to this, don't report me to my city because this is not kosher. What I wasn't even supposed to have a backyard. It was kind of one of the things that we do it and then we apologize later. We didn't have any plans for it. Mm-hmm. So 
um, they, they kind of forgave that. Um, but I am not supposed to be building another extension to my building. So it is not supposed to be taller than the roof line of my current building. And my current building, I don't know if you remember what it looks like. There's like an overhang. There's like an overhang all around. So that is considered my roof line and my roof line sucks. It's like Filipino height. It, so it's like quite short. So any, any like run of the mill shed that you can get at Home Depot or Costco will be too tall. So there has to be custom dimensions so that we can fly under the radar. And then they have to jackhammer my, my beautiful backyard, like the concrete that I poured. They have to, they have to put, um, you know, the drainage. They have to do the exhaust for the washer and dryer or the dryer, I should say. Wow. And I'm also, of course, I'm, I'm having them. Um, uh, obviously, it still has to look good. So there's a skylight. <laughs> I haven't even told Brian this one. He's like sitting six inches away from me. He does not know that there's a skylight. And it's also going to be painted the same color as my exterior. I was like, oh, can I put some funky tiles inside that match my, my bathroom floor? <laughs> No, this is, I mean, I'm going to document the whole process. I was thinking just like have a washer and dryer, like a one that does both and then like put a tarp over it. And then yours is like, yours is like another home basically. So, okay. So that's 12,000 all in all. How much is all that? I have spent probably 25 grand getting my office ready. Wow. Okay. So that's getting your office ready for June 1st. How how does your team feel coming back? So, um, have I not talked to you? I like, this is, we haven't talked in a while, huh? So I, I was, I should have just talked to you like every week. Why was this not a thing? See, now I'm trying to remember what happened. Oh yeah. So (laughs) we had got, we had gotten the, like the yellow light from our our, um, our state, right, that said, okay, you can now consider reopening for elective procedures, but you have to have at least two weeks of PPE available. And there, were, there was a long list of guidelines. So anyways, I scrambled to get PPE and I told my team via a Zoom conference call, because we were still all communicating um, just, you know, via webinars. And I basically told them like, hey, Um, I want to give you guys ample notice because, you know, we've been out of work for a while and I want to ease you into this. Um, But our office is going to start meeting for training starting May 18th. And I told them almost two weeks before the 18th. And um, I could see all of their faces. Like everyone was just stoic, like, And at the time that I said that, like, I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that. And I, at that moment, I took it very personally because I always like, you know, you always think that your team is going to be excited. Like if, if we're finally going to be back and seeing patients and, and -hmm. it just wasn't that like it, it was, it was like, oh, okay. That was, it's like telling a joke and nobody laughed. Um, so I was like, I was like, okay, I guess this is, um, this is going to be hard. And I, I hung up the phone and or I, I ended the webinar and it just felt like this, like 
pit in my stomach. Like, yeah, I, that, that did not go well. Like that is not how, that was not the reaction that I was expecting. I didn't really know what to expect, but maybe a little bit more enthusiasm, just Mm. a little bit. Um, And I didn't get that. And do you think, do you think it's because like they are on unemployment and we're enjoying it? Or do you think it's more like, Oh no, the virus, I'm scared. I might get it. I think it was a combination of, of multiple factors, um, childcare and like a lot of my team members have kids and, Mm. and all this stuff. But I, I ended the webinar and I texted Judy right away and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm like actually taking that really personally. Um, and after I, um, after Brian got home, I like told him, I was like, you know, I, I feel like that. I, I can't help but feel like that was like a personal thing. And, and then Brian was like, just saying like, it's, it's not a personal thing. Like every, you don't know what kind of position everyone is in. And, um, and I was like, okay, yeah. So I slept on it. Um, and then the next, like while we were getting, oh, okay. So after that, I was feeling really down. Right. And I mm-hmm. posted on the, the startup group, the docs only startup group. And I was just like on a scale from one to 10, but 10 being ecstatic about practicing dentistry again, where are you guys at? And the vast majority said about a five. So nobody was really excited. And I, I went to myself a three. I was just not, not in a good place. And I think the reaction from my team just really, it was like the nail in the coffin. Like, oh yeah, this, this is going to suck. Mm-hmm. And, and then I realized like if I'm ranking myself a three and I'm the practice owner, how can I expect anyone else to be in a better, you know, in a better position and a better mood about this. Um, so I slept on it. And then a few days later, when we were getting ready to meet as a team, I ended up, um, I ended up calling every team member on the phone, not just text, an actual phone conversation. And I spent three and a half hours on the phone calling all 10 team members. And it was so nice, Michael. Like, I don't know why I didn't think about doing that before, but the difference between having a, a general webinar and just announcing something so big like that when they've been, you know, they've been un, unemployed for the last eight weeks or whatever it was versus picking up the phone calling each of them individually and really just checking in with them made all the difference in the world. Like I, I called all of them and I just said like, Hey, tell me what you're feeling. Like, where are you at? Um, are you scared? Are you, are you having any difficulty getting childcare? Like, are there any concerns that you didn't feel comfortable addressing while we were on, on the webinar? Mm-hmm. And one by one, it it just felt like this like was being lifted off of my shoulders, and all my team members were basically like, "No, Dr. Ashley, like when you told when you broke the news to us, if if it if it didn't look like I was excited, it was X, Y, and Z. It wasn't because of that. 
like everybody is in their own head. Like everybody is going through their own stuff and talking with them on the phone, going through like what they're dealing with, with home life and trying to homeschool multiple kids <laughs> while, you know, figuring out like the next steps, you know, it was, it was a lot. So um, they were all just so grateful that, that I took the time to, to call them. And, and then at the end of that day, everyone was just totally a hundred percent on board and they were excited to be back as a team when we met on that following Monday. Dang, man, that's good. So like listening, right? I think, um, I know being listened to and heard is uh, one of the greatest, I think, desires of the human heart. And, and those who listen well are the most loved and respect, respected. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's good no. to like, to call, right? Because you can't really listen on a text message. And when you're talking to no. everybody in a webinar, you can't really like listen and validate to every single person's right. like personal decisions and all these things. Man, so that's what you think everybody should do if they're feeling the same way right now? Honestly, no, nah, I have I've learned a lot. Like I I I know now that if I have to break any kind of news to some to someone or to the team, like I really do have to take the time to check in with team members individually. It's so important. It really is. It 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 is like especially being in all these Facebook groups and seeing just the dissension between the team members, the hygienists and the doctors, like there are, there's like a war going on right now. Are you even reading all of these threads? It's yeah. ridiculous. Like I saw, I, I started noticing it when I saw a video of Jason Lipskin. Uh, yes. He was crying, right? Like yeah. about, I think it went viral. I, I even saw, I saw that his video on somebody else's Facebook. That wasn't even like a dental related thing. And he was saying how like um, the ADHA is like you have blood on your hands or something like that. Right. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. So I don't know. It's crazy. And um, yeah. So seeing how hygienists are reporting their doctors to the OSHA board um, just, it's it's insane and um and yeah it really if you don't feel like your team is all bought in i would i would really think about talking with them individually and, and just seeing where they're at and and letting them know that if they don't want to return to the practice then that's fine like i would rather know that now and start looking versus going through this process and in the end you're hiring someone who isn't really want to, wanting to be there who isn't comfortable there because if they are scared to be in your office in some way they perform that fear is going to be translated to patients like patients can sense that mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so I think the way you did so, it though, like the way you did it with the employees is, is like a good system, like to do the webinar first, then after that, see how everybody reacts and then continue with either calling the individuals if they seem negative or cause like the most important part of communication is listening to what's not said. And right. so like, if you were looking into it and you're like, oh my God, they're not really 
you felt a pit in your stomach and you're like, they're not responding the way I thought they were responding. Something, something's up. Yeah. Then you kind of purge a little bit more and, and, and seek in. So that's a good system, dude. Like, I think that would Actually, be. Actually, if I could do it over, I don't think I would have even broke the news on a Zoom webinar. I would have just went straight to the phone calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how, okay. So have your whole team is back on board officially or did you have to like, did some people leave? Did some people not want to come back? Nope. Everyone is back. Everyone is back. And um, Allison, um, my front office, um, she is actually, she's going down to part-time. So when I checked in with everybody, I, I called her. Um, she was like one of the top people. Cause I, 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 she never had animal experience. She started off as a patient and I love her pers- personality and that's why I invited her to work in our office. Um, but I always knew that her passion isn't in dentistry. Like she's, she has other, other loves. And one of them is like, she wanted to be, um, yeah, that's like, she loves the outdoors. Being Wait, what'd you want to be? What'd you want to be? You got cut off. A, a park ranger. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, she's like one with nature. Um, and being totally inside opposite. a dental office. Yes. It's totally opposite. So I always joke, like, I'm like, Allison, if I just surround you with indoor plants, is that going to make you happy? <laughs> <laughs> um, two snake plants and a fica tree snake, <laughs> yes yes um maybe a birds of paradise hey oh, um but when i talked to her um like i asked her how she was feeling and um she you know she's like yeah like whatever you need for me i'll be there and then i really asked her i was like oh, allison like let me know like if if this is really like just let me know what what you've been thinking throughout these few weeks of of being quarantined mm-hmm. and then that's when she's like she basically said you know i'm i'm so grateful that you're even asking me um and i really i love smile and co and um i want to continue to help you but i also want to cut down to part time and i was like okay Let's get you to part-time. And she's like, are you sure? I was like, I would rather have you be part-time and, and like be happy about that than me require that you have to work full-time and you end up resenting me mm. and resenting the office. Mm. Um, so, and, and that's really how I feel. Like I, I worked for so many offices where you had to work X, Y, and Z, you know, you, it was either all or nothing. There was no bending. It was what the owner doctor wanted. And I, I, I can see that now. I can see both sides because I'm an owner now. But I, I think that just puts, I, it, it, it can be a crappy situation because I don't want someone who isn't going to love being in the office, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're seeing, their, you're seeing things from their perspective before disagreeing with them. Right. So it's a good I mean, that's part of like good communication and listening. So then so somebody went to part-time in your team and you hired another associate or <laughs> you hired an associate and then another one? Yeah. Or, um, okay. So, about that. <laughs> so I, I had received a few um, messages basically just saying like, hey, um, I heard about you from so-and-so and just wanted to say hi or or like 
I, um, I'm looking, I'm looking for a position, you know, like just random messages. And one of the ones who I hired, um, she actually came to my office. I interviewed her last year and, um, she works for another office. And at the time I was like, no, I'm going to keep waiting to find someone who is going to want full time. And this particular person only wanted one day a week. And, um, and then I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to stall then. I'm, I'm going to wait for the right person. Um, and then COVID happened. And then I realized that I, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to keep waiting and waiting and miss out on an opportunity for this doctor to join because she's, a, she's an amazing clinician. The team really likes her. Um, she's very detail oriented. She's very logical and um, opposite me. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so not logical. Is she in the group I, too no, or like, no? I don't think so. Like oh, no. we, we haven't um, been friends on on social media. And mm. I kind of like that. I kind of like that we're, we're separating ties that way. Yeah. I haven't introduced her at all on, on social media channels yet. Um, because I, I still want it to be at least like a 90 day probationary period. But so mm. she's, she's starting June 1st and she's already been to three of our team meetings these past um, couple weeks of training. And, um, yeah, she's, so she's going to start working only Mondays and, so hopefully she'll start being able to add Thursdays, she thinks. She says for now she still enjoys working for the other practice, but long term she definitely sees herself working at Smile & Co. And then oh. so so that's one one that I hired. And then the other person that I hired is actually a dental student. She is finishing up at UOP and... Um, and I have no idea how that's going to play out because COVID is, is I mean, the board's situation. Mm -hmm. I don't know when they're actually going to let people sit for their boards. I don't know. Um, there's a, a lot of things up in the air. So I... Really quick, rewind. You hired a dental student. What does that mean? Like, do you just tell them like, <laughs> hey, I, I got dibs on you. Uh, whenever you graduate or is it like hey you're on payroll already and oh no no not pay you, no definitely not payroll yet and basically it's a, a letter of intent or a, a welcome letter or not I no, not even a formal offer letter it's basically I told her in person and I loved her like the the moment she came in and um, I spent like two and a half hours with her um, after hours and like Brian's you like, find are, her? You, are you done she found me How'd she find you? I don't know how she found me. Probably <laughs> social media. I don't remember. Um, okay. Anyway, she went so to your she office. She just like one day randomly went in there and she's like, hey. No, no. No, oh. she had messaged. She had emailed. She had emailed first. And then uh, I had Judy pre-screen her and make sure that she was going to be a good fit. And then after she passed the Judy test, I That's met her test. in the office. Yeah. Okay. Judy's okay. my first line of defense. Got you, got you. And then, okay, so then now you sent her a letter of some form that says, like, hey, well, I got um, No, no. She basically, so I told her that I wanted 
to bring her on board when I was, I'm a horrible, I'm a horrible like interviewer. I'll talk about that in just a second. Um, I basically said, oh, you want, so you want to work here? <laughs> and then um, she, she, yeah, so that's me, like not even thinking things through, right? And she's like, well, I kind of want to think it over because I do have a few other offers on the table. Um, and I was like, okay, well, just so you know, I still have, I'm still supposed to meet with other candidates, which I was. Um, and just let me know how you want to proceed. And then the next morning she basically emailed like, yes, I accept. I'm so excited to join your group. And then I was like, okay, so what, what's your time frame? Like, what, what are we looking at here? Like yeah. down to the real logistics, right? Mm -hmm. um, she's like, well, this will probably be late August, early September, depending on graduation and when I can sit for my boards. So hopefully that doesn't get too screwed over. Um, but I am, I am done. I'm done working, working full time, Michael. I've, that's what I've decided. I've decided that in my nine weeks off, that I love dentistry, but I'm not in love with dentistry. I'm in love with certain procedures, but not the whole shebang. And now with the PPE and not being able to breathe and barely being able to see because we have a face shield, um, it just makes it that much less enticing to go back full time. And I talked to Brian extensively about this because the whole time that Brian, like, I mean, the whole time that you've known Brian, he's always been like, what do you want? We all need a like, Brian in our lives. We all need we, a Brian, in, need our Brian in our lives. Yeah. I know. He's like, he's like, babe, like, what do you want? Do you, you don't have to kill yourself, you know, creating whatever practice you, you think you need to do. You don't need to bend over backwards and accommodate all these patients. I don't, and I keep tell, I kept telling him, I'm like, no, but you don't understand. It's just me. We're growing and I am preparing for the growth, which means that right now I have to have extended hours and I have to work three columns and I have three hygienists now. Um, yeah. So, so in this time, in this much needed downtime, like I have really just thought about what brings me happiness mm -hmm. and I loved I loved being able to still see my kids and the sun is out and I loved the fact that I, I was home in the middle of a weekday and I was cooking a lot more and baking and they were helping me bake and I was able to just focus on on the stuff that goes on in my head um, and so now I am really at the place where I really only want to work two half days a week. I told Judy and I told my entire office that my goal is to work Tuesdays and Thursdays seven to one, and then I'm done. And all like, and I'm only doing the procedures that I want to do. Anything else will be done by the associate docs. Wow, man, that's a huge, that's good. So the first associate doc, let me ask you, do you know how the second one works? The one who's in dental school? Oh, no, I don't. I have no idea. Oh. I don't think she knows how she works because <laughs> she's so, she's so, so green. So this could, this could work, right? 
And then right. this could not work. Really, really backfire. Yeah. 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 So have you prepared for that? And so here's the thing. This is what I'm asking more in the sense of like, let's say you're the first associate, the part-time starting to work, right? She starts and then the second one graduates and then she started working your practice. Are you immediately going to be like, all right, I'm gone. I'm out until oh, Tuesdays no. or Thursdays or no. Okay. No, so I, when are you going to transition? I'm going to, I'm going to do a, a slow transition. Um, I want to make sure that I do this correctly this time and make sure that they know my systems. They know how I treatment plan. They know just how I work. Um, and I want to make sure that the team is, is going to be good, that everyone is going to be cared for. So that could take until 2021 or longer. So the ideal Tuesday, Thursday, I, I know it's not going to be anytime soon, but I did have a meeting with my team today and I announced that I will no longer be doing afternoon procedures. <laughs> I'm only mm -hmm. going to be working um, seven to one straight. Oh, like no and more then the afternoons. Well, I mean, they said they're still going to give me like a 30 minute lunch. I'm like, well, I don't really care as long as after one o'clock, I'm not picking up a handpiece. And they're like, okay. So, so what happens now, after one? Oh yeah. All the fun stuff. So I told them, they're like, well, so what, what's going to happen in the afternoons? And I told them that I want to see, um, cosmetic consults. I want to see new patients. I want to go over calibration. I want to do digital smile designs and train the team. I want to dive deep into sleep apnea. I want to, I want to do all the things that I've never had a chance to do with my team before. Like I've taken so much continuing education yeah. and I've had no time to implement anything because as soon as I'm back, it's like, okay, let's fill my schedule to production or even better than production. And I've, I've been talking um, to George. We have, um, I have to tell you about that. <laughs> we have something coming up about that too. Mm -hmm. um, I've been talking to George Hariri. I love George. He's like, he's a very, uh, he is a wise man. Like he really is. Like you can tell. Even so though analytical. He's, he's so analytical. And you can tell that he even though he's younger than me by like a lot, he just, he, he just knows what he's talking about. And it, it feels like he just has had way more years, like way more life experience than you would <laughs> expect a 27 year old to have. Mm -hmm. um, so I was talking to him about like production and my internal thought processes and how, I feel like even when I'm doing really well, like I will, will have a goal, uh, we'll have a production goal. And as soon as we hit the production goal, I don't even celebrate, like what's the next goal? And I told him like, I, I don't feel satisfied like when we hit those numbers, mm -hmm. but I do feel this overwhelming sense of failure if I'm not hitting those numbers. And then I, and then we dive deep into like, okay, where is that coming from? Like, and then I say, well, I feel like I'm overstaffed and if I'm overstaffed and my numbers don't work, then I really feel like dumb for not being efficient. Like, why am I working so hard if I'm not even taking this much profit home. And then, so he like 
walks me through like there's something deeper than those numbers like and why are you like where are those numbers even coming from like and and it really it, it's amazing to think that well one like a lot of dentists are hardwired the same way like we're all type a we all are ambitious we all want to achieve x y and z and we all compare ourselves to other practices like even by all sense of the term like i I know that I'm successful. I know that the office that I've built is is successful, but it's, mm-hmm. why is that not good enough? And now I'm in this place where, you know, instead of just building, 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 why not slow it down? And who cares if the profit doesn't follow right away? Because we're, I'm building what I wanted to build from the beginning. Hmm. That's smart. That's good. Yeah. So that's what you're doing now. That's what we're doing now. So I'm not really, we're taking our time. Our, our hygienists are um, like, we're, we're making sure that we have ample time for treatment. We're making sure we have ample time to disinfect the rooms and we're not cutting any corners and we're not having too many people in the office at the same time. So obviously with all of that extra time added, our profits or our numbers are going to tank. Um, but honestly, as as long as I can make payroll and overhead, I think I'm good with it. You're, I don't know why we put so much pressure on ourselves. I really don't. I, I think you said it. Like a lot of the times, it's because of like the stats and the numbers, and and we kind of have to question like where are these stats and numbers really coming from? Who's right. the person who like initiated it? And then like, I mean, something is like, what's what's the end goal? Like. We get caught up in the day to day, but in reality, it's like we we wanted more freedom. Um, and when we started this practice, or when we right. did more things, right? But right. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's a little bit different, right? Some people are like, uh, I don't care as long as I meet my numbers. I don't care how right. like hard I have to work. And then some people are like, I'm dying, and I don't really care about numbers. I think it's harder now, especially after COVID, like especially oh, yeah. PPE and everything, and like it's less. In- enjoyable because you got to wear all that crap and then at the same time like your patients you have to kind of like tell i don't know like are you having to convince your patients to come in because i hear some people are like oh i'm waiting until fall and to come into the practice just to be safe is that happening to you too or no from what i'm gathering it is not an issue i think they've they've said only two people have postponed until july out of all the people that they've met so far, everyone has, I mean, I've been getting a ton of local med notifications that new patient scheduled. Um, so that's always awesome. And as soon as I posted that video about, you know, if you want to get put on the priority list, just message us because we are, we're starting to reach out and, and get our, get people back on the books. We got a ton of messages, like people just, have been waiting to come in, which is amazing. Like, how awesome is that? Um, yeah, that's yeah. good, man. That's good. That's really good. But all right, we will. There's still so much more that is happening in Ashley's practice slash life. So we will do it next week, maybe the week after that. I don't know. Let's do a Thursday at eight. I think this is a good time because the boys are in bed. And then we can just chat. Can we ever do like a really early morning time instead or no? 
Well, I have to be at the office. I, I leave here like around 6.30. So, no. <laughs> I, don't want, <laughs> I do not want to record at 5. No, okay, yeah. But when did you see your new patient, your first patient at 7? Yeah. Dang. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I guess at 8. I guess so. Okay. But um, anyway, sign is out, Ashley. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Making Of. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since we, Michael and I have chatted. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. And I know we keep saying we're going to make this a consistent thing. I think we should have um, Thursday date night, Michael. Thursday at 8. I think I think it should. We should bring like it. a beer and um, cocktails or something. Yeah. I mean, I've already been drinking wine. I'm a little lightheaded right now. Uh, it, it's probably from the lack of oxygen from my N95 mask. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're not a part of our Facebook group, please join the making of a dental startup and don't spam. Stop it with that. Like that community is just for us to share our experiences, which is what we're doing now. And um, leave us a review. We love five stars, right, Michael? Yeah, five stars. If six, it'd even be better. We want to get to the position where we are just like Joe Rogan, where we sell our podcast for a hundred million. So Shut help us up. get there. You didn't know that he he sold his podcast for a hundred million to Spotify. I have never even listened to one episode of Joe Rogan. That fool did it. So guys, help us out. Wow. And <laughs> <laughs> leave one of those five star reviews. On, yeah. On anywhere. But on yeah, anywhere. Yeah. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Take care, guys. Bye.